Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. You have your Bibles, tablets, or smartphones and want to follow along, looking at the passage that was read, John chapter 20. Next week, as you heard, Don Miller from Tear Fund is going to be here speaking. The next three weeks after that, I'm starting a new series on prayer. I really believe that this series is going to help build your faith and help you see what God wants to do in your life through prayer. And so I want to encourage you to to, uh, mark that on your calendars and come. It's going to be, uh, uh, I think it's going to be really very helpful. Well, the last time we were in this sanctuary together, it was Good Friday. It was a somber service. It was a holy service. The cross. The cross, although Jesus went to war and won, it was a gory mass, and the service reflected that ponderous and uh, heavy time. But this Sunday, this morning, the darkness has turned to light. And we say to each other, he is risen, he is risen indeed. He's alive, and, and even the Easter lilies that you'll sometimes see trumpet the, the glory of the fact that he is alive. And in some ways, it feels like emotional whiplash, right? Somber, hey, awesome, right? Uh, you hear about um, the singing group called The Resurrection. It was scheduled to sing at a local church, and um, uh, the time it was scheduled, uh, uh, there was this great big snowstorm, and nobody was moving, so the pastor fixed this, the sign on the outside of the church, Resurrection Postponed, right? <laughs> How do you feel like when you woke up this morning? Did your mood match the occasion, or... Uh, did you feel like postponing Easter Sunday? I know there's been a lot of you been going through a lot of stuff lately. And um, I wonder if you're looking around saying, yeah, that's really cool. I'm so glad people are excited. I'm not there. Not there quite. I'm happy for them, but not quite there. Here's the thing. Often our reality is that, well, maybe Easter Sunday We still live in a Good Friday world. That was the disciples' reality Easter Sunday morning. They were were so shaped with grief um, that they couldn't believe. Even in verse 8 where it says, John ran into the tomb, it records this. Finally, the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went inside, and he saw and believed He believed, but still did not understand from the scriptures that Jesus had to rise from the dead. He believed that the tomb was empty, right? But he didn't believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. It was still, it was was Easter Sunday, but the disciples were still living in a Good Friday world. Then there was Mary. I love Mary. She's cemented into her Good Friday world, right? Verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, and one at the head and one at the foot. 
And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? Well, they've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realize that it was Jesus. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will get him. How do you, res- how do you mistake the resurrected Lord for a gardener? You know? Well, it's easy to do when you live in a good Friday world. I've been there. The problems were large. The darkness was deep. God spoke, and I missed it. It's only in retrospect that I could see the work of God and that I could hear the voice of God and saw what he was trying to say to me. My journal is filled with times where it was Resurrection Sunday, but I was living in Good Friday. God spoke, and I missed it. Have you ever been there? Camped out in Good Friday? Maybe some of you are there right now. See bad news from a doctor. You are going through and immersed in emotional strain. Some of you are challenged with your kids. Others of you are challenged with your parents. Some of you are in a hole financially. Others are wrestling with your thoughts, your addictions, your doubts, your anxieties, your fears. It may be Easter Sunday, but to you, it still feels a lot like Good Friday. If you're though there, you'll know that it's hard to hear the voice of God. If you're there, it's easy to act like the disciples did. Look at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, it was Easter Sunday evening. Jesus had risen that morning, but the disciples had barricaded themselves in a room because, well, they were afraid of the other shoe falling. Are we going to be arrested? Are we going to be killed too? I know some of you did an amazing job just making it here today. Some of you do an amazing job getting up and going to work because if you did what you felt like doing, you would stay in bed, curl up in a ball, keep the blinds closed. Often our reality is that while it may be Easter Sunday, we live in a Good Friday world. But I love the story of Mary. She's in the garden, the tomb's empty, she's crying her eyes out, she sees two angels and uh, where Jesus' body had been and they speak to her, why are you crying? And it's a Good Friday world, you really don't care that you see two angels. Things are bad on Good Friday, and worse now because, well, I don't even have a place to go to grieve. Verse 13, they've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they put him. The supernatural was all around her. 
the resurrection had happened, two angels are in front of her, Jesus is behind her, and she couldn't see it. She didn't want to see it. What does it matter anyways? Turns around and sees Jesus, but she doesn't recognize him. He asks her a question. Two questions, in fact. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Now, if he had been a stranger and, and the drama was unfolding, this would be a logical question. But Jesus was no stranger. He knew exactly why she was crying, and he knew exactly who she was looking for. But sometimes the best that God can do in the middle, when you're stuck in Good Friday, and we're oblivious to the supernatural, is to ask us questions. Questions that, realize, that make us realize that what we're doing. Questions that help us to define what we're looking for. Questions that help us see what we want. Questions, when God asks them, that ultimately lead back to himself. Look what Jesus does, verse 18, or 16. Jesus said to her, Mary. Jesus called her by name in the middle of her Good Friday world. He said, Mary, and in that moment, Mary recognized him. John chapter 10, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd, and this is what he says in verse sheep, uh, 3. It says, the sheep listen to my voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. For those of you who are in a good, who are in good Friday, the the best thing that can happen is that you hear Jesus call your name. It'll change your life. Oh, the doctor's diagnosis may not have changed, or the fractured relationship, or the financial hardship, or the stress-filled circumstances. But it does change your life. That he knows your name, and he calls it. There's a period in my life where it was, it was difficult. During that time, I, I acquired a spiritual director, and the job of a spiritual director is to ask good questions. He also suggests ways to make space for God. But one of their main tasks is to help identify the fingerprints of God in your life. Well, I was seeing a spiritual director, and I was stuck in Good Friday, and I told my spiritual director all the pressure points of my life, and the strained relationships, the fears for the future, the doubts about the present, I was so like the disciples who had locked themselves in the room. There were even good things happening, God things happening, in fact, all around me, but I couldn't see it. really didn't care to see it. Some of you think that shouldn't happen to a pastor, but all I can tell you is that I'm on a spiritual journey like you. And it's my privilege to walk with so many of you. And you've walked with me too. 
just like Jesus, my spiritual director, asked some questions. But what I really wanted and what I expected from God. And those questions begat other questions. Those questions uncovered what I really wanted and what I really needed. And at the core was Jesus. I needed Jesus come to the core of my soul. Well, during that time, I was uh, part, I was on the board of a liberal arts college in western New York. And I was sitting in one of the many board meetings at Houghton College, and we were talking about the typical things, you know, enrollment, tu tuition, financial stability, all the things you talk about on a board. And my mind started to wander. Well, more like it was a God moment. Didn't hear an audible voice, but I heard Jesus call me into a new relationship with himself. And he invited me into a dialogue. It was like he called me by name. And after that happened, there was a qualitative difference between where I had been and where I was. Things stayed the same, but everything changed. I'm telling you about my journey, not because I think I'm anybody special. In fact, I'm, it's quite the opposite. We're all on this spiritual journey, and there will be hard patches in your life as well. And while God deals with each of us differently, he leads his sheep out and calls them each by name. Well, for those of you who are in that phase of the journey, where you're camped out on Good Friday, I want to tell you there's hope. My fervent prayer for you is that you hear God, you hear Jesus call you in a personal way, and that it shakes you right out of Good Friday into Easter Sunday even though the circumstances may not change. I love Mary's response, verse 18. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. See, when you move from, from Good Friday to Easter Sunday, when you encounter the living Christ, our responsibility is just like Mary's. We, we need to testify to the fact we have seen the risen Lord. And I know that's the experience of many of you. Many of you would, would resonate with the hymn writer Charles Miles who wrote, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. Sing it with me. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. And he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing. And the melody he gave to me Within my heart is ringing. 
And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. I know many of you can say, I have seen the Lord. Mary had seen the Lord. Mary had talked with him, was in the garden with him. And his voice was sweet. But the disciples? The disciples were still stuck in Good Friday. Luke 24 tells us of the story of Jesus on the road to Emmaus. This is what it says. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. That's Good Friday. One of them named Cleopas said, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. Well, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Uh, The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but, but didn't find his body. And, the, and they came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels and, who said he was alive. Then some of our other companions went to the tomb, and they found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things? And then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the other prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Two men walking, sadness plastered across their face. They did not recognize Jesus. But as the story unfolds, they'd heard Mary's testimony. I've seen the Lord... But that testimony didn't shake them out of Good Friday. But it started them on a journey of questioning. And in the questions, they personally encountered Jesus. Verse 28. Well, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him to strongly stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. He gave thanks, and he broke it. Good Friday, right? And he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. Ah. Amazing. So he disappears from their sight. Next slide. They get up, 
and they returned to Jerusalem. And there they found the 11, those with them assembled together, saying, It's true. The Lord has risen and has ascended and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told them what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. You see, Jesus answers questions, asks questions. The women's testimony helped. And through it all, it was brought them from Good Friday to Easter Sunday. Then the two recognized what had happened. And they told how they recognized Jesus by how he broke bread. For those of you who have moved into Easter Sunday, here's what I want you to know. People stuck in Good Friday, they need your testimony. Seeing the Lord. They need to hear how you have and are encountering Jesus. They need to see what you've done. They need to hear your testimony of how you encountered Jesus in Scripture, or how you encountered Jesus while you took communion, or while you, how you encountered Jesus while you were listening to the words of a child, or how you encountered Jesus in worship, or how you encountered Jesus in the face of a stranger, or here, how you encountered Jesus in the poor and the sick and the imprisoned. How you encountered Jesus in your devotions or in that still, small voice. Oh, or if you're strange like me, how you encountered Jesus in a board meeting. And as we tell the stories of Encounter Jesus, it, it paves the way as God starts to ask questions and you share your testimony to help people move from Good Friday to Easter Sunday. Because you say, I've seen the Lord. That's why I think small groups are really important in our church. Gives you a chance to share what you're learning week by week and how you encounter Jesus. One of my hopes is that we will, that will happen in our church is that we'll be a church full of testimonies of how we're encountering Jesus. Just in the ordinary things of life. Doesn't have to be you were visited by two angels in an empty, in empty tomb. It may just be, you know, I was reading scripture this morning, and the verse that I read spoke directly into where I am. There are a number of you who are camped out in Good Friday, like I was. My prayer for you is that you, Jesus would call your name, and you would see him in everyday life. And that you would move into Easter Sunday. And you encounter Jesus on a regular basis. For those of you who are in Easter Sunday, I celebrate with you. I celebrate that Jesus is talking to you. There's some of you who wonder, what's he talking about? Jesus was born 2,000 years ago and died. Okay, there's an empty tomb. What's he talking about encountering him now? 
Maybe as I've been talking, you say, yeah, that's what I want in my life. That's what I need in my life. I want you to know that Jesus died so that you can come and know God personally, walk in relationship with him deeply. And he wants to move you from where you are to a place where, yeah, you know him well as well. If that's you, I encourage you to talk to me or talk to others who know Jesus. Here's what I know. God wants to call you, all of you, his friend. For those of you who are stuck in Good Friday right now, I want you to hear this. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. You won't always be here. Jesus is going to meet you. Ask the hard questions and allow him to meet you right where you're at. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the testimony of Easter. I pray for those who are stuck in Good Friday. Lord, ask them the right questions. Help them to ask themselves the right questions. Lord, draw them to yourself. Lord, for people who are in Easter Sunday, they've seen you and they've heard from you, give us the courage to talk about it. And Lord, help us to celebrate this Easter season well this year as we celebrate what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.